This week on Inside Motorsport, we continue our chat with Andy McElray. Welcome back to Inside Motorsport. We're talking with Andy McElray, who's been talking about his career in New Zealand. And then it took a big left turn, or maybe a right turn, and you headed off to the States. So tell us about what was the impetus to go from New Zealand to uh, charging off to America? Yeah, well, that's um, that's a good question. It was quite a strange turn of events, to be honest, because um, after the, the in the '95 champion Trans Am Championship, Steve Millen was my teammate. So each of the local drivers had an international co-driver to do um, their own two races per weekend, and thus locals did our two. Now, Steve Millen was my teammate, and I'd I'd got his autograph when I was a kid, um, and so knew who he was. We became teammates and then became good friends during the the championship. And then um, the '95 championship, he he had to go back one one round early, so I got to drive my car against all the internationals. So that was Jim Richards, um, Brock, uh, Dick Johnson, uh, Gentilozzi from America, and some of those cool guys. And then typical young bloke got a little bit excited and actually punted. Jim Richards in the back of Dick Johnson and and put them both in the weeds um, and got in trouble from from them both. So that was pretty humbling experience for a young bloke racing against his heroes for the first time. But um, Steve uh, stayed in touch with me between the 95 and 96 championships. And when the 96 championship started, he said, look, if you go okay, um, I will help you to um, relocate to America. And he was just coming off his IMSA career driving the works Nissans for Cunningham Motorsport, and he was earning yep. uh, close to $2 million a year. So that was mind-boggling. Right. And at the end of the championship, the 96 championship, both having, having just beaten uh, Jimmy Richards and Brock was my teammate that year, they were both really friendly and helpful and said, if you want to come to um, Australia, we'll try and help you get established over there. And then, and so I thought, well, that, that's, that's amazing. But Steve Millen had said he would help me get established in America. So I figured, heck, if I'm getting a chance from some one of these legends to relocate somewhere and make my career into what I'd uh, always dreamed, um, I'd go to America. So I went, I went to the States um, and um, ended up the mistake I made. Steve gave me responsibility for my green card and gave me a job running one of the departments within the, his big Stillen organization. And we were doing custom upgrades on Chevy Suburbans. The problem I d- had was I did too good of a job of running his business, and he was no longer interested in supporting me or helping me um, get a drive racing cars. So the, the goalpost moved slightly. So I, the, my big move to America to become a professional race driver became a, a journey into learning how to run a business. So that was essentially the end of my career as a driver. So we spent six years up there and it was fantastic. Hunter was born up there, we bought our first house, our first new car and all those sorts of milestones you like to have. And then moved, Steve and I sort of finally had a falling out over the way that I was running the, my part of the business. So ironically, Tim Miles by this stage was running a startup uh, com company in Sydney and offered me a job to come and be the sales and marketing manager. So I moved from California to Sydney at the end of 01. 
and worked for Tim at a company called autobytel.com.au. Now, our history will reflect that the company disappeared, but the business model that Tim had created was so clever. Um, it was just we ran out of money before we made it profitable, but it's essentially the business model that carsales.com.au runs on now, and everyone knows what a juggernaut that thing is. So Tim didn't get any credit for that, but it was it was uh, he had a lot to do with it. We, we got a redundancy at the end of um, 01, and while I was the sales and marketing manager there, I travelled to Brisbane to see my state manager there, stayed with Beardo on the, at Hope Island on the Gold Coast, and couldn't believe that there was somewhere that was so similar to Southern California in Australia. So once um, we got our redundancies from Auto Bytel, we packed up our bag and, and drove to the Gold Coast. So um, that we, we arrived here, as you say, at the end of 02. There you struck up and reacquainted yourself with Paul Crookshank. Yeah, correct. So actually my first day living on the Gold Coast was also my first day working for Thomas Mazira at this Porsche Sport Driving School. So, and I'm still working there now, three years later. Well, we both are, in fact. Yeah, I, when I moved to the Gold Coast, I wanted to be self-employed. Um, so I started a bunch of little business initiatives. I was importing furniture, leather from New Zealand for the furniture industry. I was importing classic cars from Hong Kong and certifying them and selling them. I was doing, uh, Beardo and I bought a, a retail lounge store in Springwood, halfway between the Gold Coast and Brisbane, and we were running that. I was doing the driving school stuff. Then Paul Crookshank rang, who have been mates uh, all the way through and um, had a call from Steve Webb about running his son Jonathan in a Porsche. And Paul was busy running his development series team at the time, about to embark on the on the main game and didn't have the time to put into starting a Porsche team. So he asked me if I wanted to do it. So we did a little joint venture and I ran the Porsche team alongside the V8. And we started in 04 with Jono and then in 05 we expanded to two cars for Jono and uh, James Cressy. Then in 26, uh, sorry, in 06, we expanded to three cars and got the Glenford's Tool Centre sponsorship and ran Alex Davison, John O'Webb and, of course, David Wall. Um, so that was a bit of a milestone year for us. Then in 07, we went to four cars and then in 08, we only ran one car. So things sort of quietened down a little bit by then. Fabian drives that car at some stage? No, he was driving for Murph. So he was driving for Greg oh, Murphy okay. Racing and uh, it had Glenford yep. sponsorship for Stuart Dedea, the marketing guru at the time, took, bought the sponsorship from Murphy's yep. across PCR. Then I decided, or Paul and I decided, that I would do my own thing. So I was, by this stage, also importing furniture from Vietnam, warehousing it and distributing it to wholesale. And so I started my own little Carrera Cup team for the 09 championship but as luck would have it Sharon's had been running Carrera Cup and had unfortunately lost control of the finances and the uh, the championship actually got mothballed for 09 and 10. I was all yep. dressed up with nowhere to go regarding Carrera Cup racing and my phone rang and Ross Stone called me and said hey I hear Carrera Cup's not happening I said yep and he goes what do you do you want to run a DVS car and I said uh yeah and he said, we have a, an ex-Bingle BA Falcon. Now we've got an engine. Uh, we've got a Kiwi kid called Daniel Gaunt who wants to drive it. He's got a sponsor called Michael Morton who owns the Mad Butcher chain in New Zealand. So if yep. you're interested, let me know. And I said, yeah, I'm interested. Can I come over now? So I drove across to his workshop, sat down, and 24 hours later we had a deal done. So thought I was going to be doing Carrera Cup, but we ended up our first year as a race team in 09 was 
actually in the development series. And in fact, one of the, the great things that happened shortly after that was that Jamie Blakey um, resurrected Carrera Cup because that's where your business is, isn't it? Yeah, correct. My Our business and associated businesses are all uh, very, was never intentional, but now they're very Porsche-centric. So Carrera Cup's our core business. And as the Sprint Challenge feeder series has grown in importance and stature, that's a very important part of our the race team business model now too. So yeah, we are f- fully committed to Porsche and the way that they, they go racing really suits the way I like to run this business. Well, that's wonderful because that brings us on to where we want to talk to you about the rest of your uh, future. And we'll also uh, touch on Hunter as well, of course, because he's... Uh, very busy in America, but we'll get to that in our next episode. Andy McElray joining us there on Inside Motorsport. The episode of Inside Supercars that Tony referred to is online at insidesupercars.com.au. You can find that program there, and he talks about the business of Carrera Cup and how it dovetails into the supercar program and even his thoughts about moving McElroy Racing up to supercars. It's an interesting chat, and I certainly hope you can join us online for that part of it. We also spoke to him about his son Hunter McElroy's Road to Indy program, where he's currently in the Pro 2000 series. You can find that interview at sportradio.com.au. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.